welcome to the McYappin' Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. I mean. And what this is, is a movie review chat show. We talk about the movie shit and then we do some reviews. We're going to be reviewing The Amazing Spider-Man today, or at least I will be. And I'll be reviewing Indie Game the Movie. Indie Game the Movie? Yes. What's that? It's a documentary. <laughs> actually, actually, now that I think about it, I have heard of this. Yeah, it was, um, I think it got... Um, Sundance Best Documentary Thingy World Cinema Indie Game the Movie That's yeah. right That's right Could this be a trend? Will we have in- Indie Movie the Movie? Will there be a movie About independent filmmaking? Or oh, that's already Kind of been done Did you yeah. ever watch uh, Living in Oblivion? No I have it there But I haven't watched it yet You should watch that That's really good If any of you haven't seen Living in Oblivion It's a really really good film It's a uh, I guess you could say it's an old film now, mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Tom DeKillo, I believe his name is. I, Steve I, Buscemi's in it, right? Yeah, Steve Buscemi is in it as a, as a director who's just trying to make his movie. In. <laughs> is Steve Buscemi in Tree's Lounge? Yes, he wrote and directed that. That's why I get those two confused. They're always linked in my well, mind. Well, you shouldn't get them confused. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are not in any way similar. I know. Aside from the fact that they have Steve Buscemi in the lead role, and he doesn't even look the same in, in one movie. I know, in, but in, in one the, he's a director, and the other he's the director. <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's the way my mind works. I see, I see. It works in <laughs> mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you should check out Living in Oblivion. It's got, if you watch it now, it's got, you know, like the who's who of, t- of tomorrow in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Der- uh, Dermot Maroney's in it as the, um, as the DP. And he, he's, and he's, and he wears an eye patch. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Kevin Corrigan as the, sa- as the boom boy, uh-huh. um, who's always like, and Steve, yeah, Steve Sammy's the director. James, James Lagrosse is, uh, uh, the um, the Brad Pitt type star that's doing the indie movie to up his cred because mm-hmm. he heard that Steve Buscemi was close with Tarantino, <laughs> and uh, Catherine Keener is the um, the uh, the leading lady in it, who always seems to be great in rehearsals but is never good once the camera starts rolling. Gotcha. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's really about a guy trying to make his first movie. It's full on independent movie and how everything is just falling apart. And um, it's also the very first movie that Peter Dinklage did. Oh, really? I yeah. knew there was the dwarf yeah. in it. I, was yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I did yeah. see bits of it on. It's TV a dream sequence. Yes, there's a dwarf in it, and uh, in the middle of the in the in the Doesn't middle. Doesn't he want to put the dream sequence in the movie? In the middle of the take, like Peter Dinklage, his character is just like, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> yes, I've seen that. Have bit. you ever seen? Have you ever had a dream with a dwarf in it? <laughs> I have seen that. Yeah. Bit. yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. There you go. And now getting top billing since uh, Sean Bean got beheaded. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Some people still haven't seen it. Well, that... I'm sorry. All right? I'm sorry. Who was it? Somebody on Twitter was saying that. Someone famous was... Oh, oh Game of Thrones is really awesome. It's like... Geez, something... Some, you know, something... I mean, come on. You must realize that, that Sean Bean isn't in the second season. <laughs> You must be somewhat aware of that. It's not, so, like, you know, halfway through it, you, you, must, north. Sort of, you must sort of realize that, you know, it's not, it, he didn't go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody takes a holiday in this fucking show. <laughs> if you're still alive, you're fucking either fighting or getting ready to fight or you're having sex. Yes, or, or getting fucked. Or, or you, know, like, you know, like having a monologue while someone else has sex in the background. Or if you're and, you're, and you're watching, yes. jerking off. Or sitting on the wall looking wistfully into the snow. Why is this world not real? <laughs> Why can't work be like this? I would pay so much more attention to meetings if someone was having Fucking sex in the back. <laughs> but that's the thing. They're not, they're not having sex. They're not making love in Game of Thrones. They're always fucking. There you go. Yeah. It's always fucking. It's like no one makes love in this shit. People just fuck the shit out of each other. Yeah. They're always going to get one over each other. Uh. <laughs> Are you caught up on season two yet? No, no, I still haven't. 
I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. I need to. Uh, But if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at uh, podcast at mcgeppenfries.com. That's podcast at mcgeppenfries.com. You can email us and ask us anything you want. Ask us anything. It doesn't have to be movie-related. It can be philosophical. You can ask us about life, you know, which single malts uh, are worth drinking. Yeah. Um, Like, for example, here's a bit of trivia. Did you know that there is an Indian single malt called Amrut? No, I did not. Yes, well, it is awesome. Gavin's fact of the day. <laughs> I think it's called Umbrut. <laughs> it's so awesome. How much of it did you drink? You forgot the name was. Well, you know, I mean, I kept getting it mixed up. At first, I thought I kept calling it like Umbra, you know, and that wasn't right. No. I know it. I think it's Umbrut. <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good. Cool. I highly recommend it. Should we get the news? Yep, why not? Um, just as if, as if we needed confirmation, Ron Perlman is a badass. I don't know if you saw this, I only saw this this morning. But apparently, the Make-A-Wish Foundation um, had a request from a little kid who wanted to meet Hellboy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Ron Perlman, with the FX House Spectral Motion, got back up in the gear. I heard... No, I, I saw this. This is fucking awesome. This is just... I just the photos they have online, I'll put a link to them. He's just sitting there chilling with the kid, and it just looks badass. He's in the full gear. It just looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the rest of them? Oh, my God. Um, and, like, the kid got done up then afterwards, which is just... Really cool. This, you, we, you know, we'll put this shit up and you can take a look That's at it. That's just a fucking awesome It's picture. just, you know, <laughs> I hate this kid right now. Yeah. It's like, I wish I was this kid. <laughs> I, I, I love Ron Perlman, man. I've been a fan of his since fucking In the Name of the Rose. He's awesome. You know, he's awesome. Yeah. Remember Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> comes up in conversation he's, on six he's, he's, co- he's come up quite a bit in his career in the sense that at, le- at least people can recognize his face now yes. for the longest time he was like the hardest working man in, in Hollywood in that, that, that you would never recognize because he was always in prosthetics yeah. same thing like you know, like, uh, but I, I guess you can't say the same about Doug Jones mm. Doug Jones he can walk into any Starbucks he wants to yeah <laughs> well they did get to play the ice cream man with less yeah on his face. but even then He's like his face was only normal. His face was only normal for like a few minutes, and then it went all fucked up. Mm. Legion. Mm. That movie was a really good trailer. Yeah. There was a great film in there somewhere. Somewhere. You know, it just it just got lost somewhere. It's a shame because their uh, their Comic Con presentation was was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really impressive. I mean, like, uh, the, first, the first time I went, uh, that was the, the first panel that I went to see, and I hadn't heard anything about it. They had it. a lot of banners and shit, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't heard anything about the film, mm. and, um, you know, the footage that they showed for the con was fucking Angels, awesome. Angels and Machine Guns. There you go. I mean, you know, granny, fucking granny crawling on the walls, on the ceilings, what, yeah. what do you want? That was, what, was that, what did she say? That, that'll sell me for any horror film, is yeah. old granny... Fucking crawling, swearing and crawling, swearing, swearing, telling young women they're gonna die, yeah, and just crawling on the wall like fucking like like Spider Granny. It's a growth market. That's a movie that I want to see. Spider Granny. Spider Granny. I would pay good money to watch Spider Granny. So would you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Super Gran? Yes. Did you see Super Gran <laughs> back in the day? No, I didn't. It was terrible. <laughs> fucking I, I BBC did. Scotland or something. <laughs> You, you never saw it. I, I never saw it. I, I know of it. There is a the, there is a, a Spider-Man climbing the building sequence, like where she's just being pulled. Up, someone's being pulled up on ropes in like a tartan hat and a kilt with a grey wig <laughs> and doing a, doing the arm movements, but not actually touching the building. Is it? Is it? Can we get it on DVD? I'll have a look. Can we YouTube this shit? <laughs> <You> probably can. <laughs> YouTube that shit. <laughs> They'll wait. The listener will wait. Uh, did you see these pictures of uh, Naomi Watts as Diana? Yeah. So there's a couple of them out there. I'll link off them to the post. So uh, this she is. Look, uh, she, this just, she also looks like she's. She does look like Diana, 
But she also looks like she's being irredeemably smug at all times. She's kind of got her face in that kind of her chin jutting out way. Maybe it's supposed to be acting. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like all of the pictures of her. She looks really self righteous. Yes, it's like it's like I just did a really really good deed. Yes, and you all let one rip, and, but no and, one's and, noticed. And you all know that I'm gonna die. Yes, so you should all feel sorry for me. Uh, but history dictates wear a false nose and get an Oscar. She wearing a false nose? Doesn't that's, that that doesn't look like a real nose? Is it a real nose? It's a real nose. You Did idiot. She, get, she get work done? That's her nose. What do you mean? What are you talking about? That's no, no, her no. nose. Looks like a bad nose. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Sean Penn punched her <laughs> with his nose. Oh God! Apparently, this is not. This is what it's Diana's not a secret romance with heart surgeon Doctor Hasnat Khan. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Who? Not Dodi Al Fayed. Well, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know what's going I thought, on. Here. I thought this was the last couple of years before her death. Apparently so. Then I never how, heard of this how guy. Can, how can you have? How can you do a movie about the last two years before last two years of her life and not have Dodi Fayed in there? Well, he might be in there. It's just that he, it's not that story, who's which play, is weird. Who's playing Dodi Fayed? I don't know. Oh, who's playing Prince Charles? <laughs> I was thinking about this today in the shower. <laughs> I was thinking about today's podcast and I knew I had some Diana shit and I was like I wonder who's going to play Prince Charles Ugh. and I couldn't think of anyone <laughs> Jar Jar <laughs> I don't know I just hope that they don't mistreat Charles in this movie because I like Charles yes I like Charles come on man have you seen him do the weather he's fucking hilarious yes I did see that that was fucking funny he's just like mm-hmm. no but I remember as a kid watching him give speeches and just laughing yeah it's just, this guy's hilarious <laughs> he came up with the phrase what was that architect too many years of watching the yearly roundup of Have I Got News For You and it was the architectural carbuncle because he's all into like heritage and shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know who's going to play him hang on no, he's a really fascinating speaker you know so like I hope this movie doesn't mistreat him too badly because you know it will because it's a movie about her yeah you know so and I'm, sh- and I'm sure he's and it's, sh- this is her bid for fucking saint them because everyone's forgotten she was an actual person and it's just you know. creepy yeah I mean like you know they, they, they've built up the whole thing of like she was a prisoner her whole life to the point where I don't think anyone really knows any different. Mm. But um, this movie was called um, Hearts in Flight. It, yeah, it was great called, name. Great name. No, no, Caught in Flight. Caught in Flight. Ca- Hearts, Hearts in Flight. That works better. Hearts in Flight. Kazan <laughs> sounds, sounds like Fire. a fucking nineteen nineties Marissa Tomei comedy. <laughs> Hearts in Flight. Yeah. Yeah. Co-starring Fisher Stevens. Um soup. <laughs> I'm gonna say, where's the full? Okay, there's only five people in this movie. Prince Charles is playing Prince Charles. Juliet Stevenson, they'll, they'll, Julius, Michael Byrne. They'll use um, they'll they'll use like stock footage of uh, Charles probably. Uh, no, he's obviously, Michael Byrne is obviously playing um, what's his name? Phil the Greek. <laughs> Tony <Totally laughs> Fayette. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, Moving on. Yes. So it was it was called Cotton Flight, but now the movie is just called Diana. Yeah. And uh, as I said before, it's about the final two years. And she does look a lot like Diana. She does look a little bit like Diana. Yes, she does. Yeah. The, I like the hair. It's been, you know, it's been a long time since... 80s some, hair? Since, you know, 80s hair has come along. Mm. Even in, uh, even in um, Take Me Home Tonight, they didn't really have the balls to go all out with some of the 80s hair. I haven't had the balls to watch that yet. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a guilty pleasure. It's got some moments. It's it's nowhere near as good as it thinks it is. Yeah, you can tell that the, the, you can tell that these guys are like thinking we're making the ultimate '80s party movie, uh, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's got some funny moments, and uh, the chemistry is there. Like um, the actors have good chemistry, mm. but overall, it's just kind of lacking. You know, the the best thing about it is Michael Bean. Mm. 
Michael Bean is Topher Grace's dad. I mean, it had to happen sooner yeah. or later, right? He's already had Dennis Quaid. Was <laughs> that in law? So, uh, on a similar note, uh, did you see the trailer for The Man with the Iron Fists? I kept meaning to, but I didn't. This is there's a <laughs> I, good poster. Everything, well. I've, everything I've heard about it sounds awesome. It's batshit insane. It, yeah. So this is the the Orza, the Rizza. Is that how you pronounce Rizza. it? The Rizza. The Rizza, <laughs> the Rizza directs. It's got Russell Crowe, um, Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu, Quentin Tarantino producing. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy. That Asian guy from uh, that thing. From, from that thing with that, the with in, the with the stuff with the cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Tokyo Drift motherfucker. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's what. That's how you do. That's how you just profile every Asian actor. Get, get that Tokyo Drift motherfucker in my office. And this we, is batshit insane. Like, yeah. well, I, I've seen stills. Yeah, you know, like uh, my favorite still being the one where like he punches the guy's eye out. Yeah, the eyeball flies towards the, the, the camera. That's up. in the trailer. Yeah, but Lucy Liu running around with a uh, fan that has knives in it. Being fair though, that's not the first time that's been done. If yeah. you remember a Midnight Meat Train, Vinnie Jones pummeled uh, Ted Ted Raimi's uh, head in, and the eyeball flew out towards the screen. Yes. If you haven't seen Midnight Meat Train, you watch see it. it. Yeah. You should see it. It's really good. <laughs> the uh, director of that movie, uh, Richie. I think it's like Richie Sakamoto or Sakasushi or Suck a Dick yeah. or whatever. Uh, he's directing. His, his next movie is called Marble City, in which I, I, I can't wait for this team up. Nicolas Cage yeah. and Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I would actually, you know, I was thinking. That's the other, be awesome. I was thinking the other day of like my, you know, my favorite Nicolas Cage like would be team ups. Who would I like to see Nicolas Cage? Be Nicolas Cage opposite. Yeah. It's like why? Ha- why has Nicolas Cage and Johnny Depp not worked together? I've no idea. If they did like a, a bad lieutenant style, Hunter S. Thompson's fucking, you know, on on the cam- on the fucking on the fucking campaign of seventy two type shit, <laughs> you know. There's a there's a, a buddy there's cut a, lot, a buddy cut movie with the two. Of them. There's a lot of Hunter S. Thompson that hasn't been filmed yet. Yeah. And uh, those two those two guys have got to do something together. Nicolas Cage and Johnny Depp, make it happen. Bruckheimer, make it happen. Um, but yeah, this movie just looks badass. It's like seven clans. I mean, it's a man with the iron fist, but someone does like make iron fists and then thrust his hands into the still molten metal. Awesome. Um, this <laughs> so, I have a funny feeling that Keanu Reeves' Man of Tai Chi is going to take itself very seriously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't take itself seriously. Awesome. At all. Um, Russell Crowe looks like he's on a holiday. Like, you know, he's kind of wearing a lot of... He's the only one not, like, running around half-naked doing kung fu shit. He's got a gun and a knife, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great line where he says to Lucy Liu, she's like, I think she's business, business or pleasure, and he says, your business is pleasure. That's the gun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, look, it just looks like kung fu, chop socky, action craziness. Like, um, what was that one? The Good, the Bad, and the Weird, or that... What was that other one? Uh, that, that Korean movie. Yeah, yeah the, the, good, the, movie. the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Yeah, but there's another one as well that I reviewed that was all insane about kung fu and western mix-up. Was this the one that had Tarantino in it? Yeah. Or was that the good, the bad, and the weird? I don't know. <laughs> There's been a few. There's no, been a few. Or, or is this the Thai one? The Tears of the, uh, the... No, it's not Tears of the Black Tiger. Because that's... I haven't seen I still think I have that on DVD. They still haven't watched that. Yeah, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Can I borrow it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not till I watch what it again. Fuck, man? I need to watch it again and confirm that the bad guy is actually wearing two pieces of black paper on his upper lip as a tash. He is. I've confirmed it. Now, can I borrow? No. Never mind. Bring me back Father Ted and watch Emily. I'll bring you back Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't watching that gay shit. Just watch it. Watch it while you're falling asleep and have Parisian dreams. Fucking. Beaten to death by croissants. It's like, 
Okay, I, getting back to this movie, I'm yeah. so glad that uh, it's so nice to see Russell Crowe at that point in his career now having fun, where he can just make movies. Yeah, and stop trying to be the greatest actor in the world. Trip TM. And he's, you know what he, I mean? He's playing Jackknife. And uh, stop, stop working with Russell Crowe. I mean, stop rocking with, uh, stop working with Ridley Scott for a bit. Yeah. Let Ridley Scott go off and make his own bad, disappointing movies. Yeah. And uh, you know, you can just start to have some fun. So yeah, I, I'm really pumped about this. I can't wait to see this movie, and I can't wait to see Man of Tai Chi as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that that you know, like, uh, there's we got a couple of Pam Greer's in old it as well. school, old school kung fu movies coming up. Pam Greer's in it. Lots of Asians. <laughs> Rick Young, that guy you were pointing at, uh, that's Rick Young. Yeah, he's the uh, the bad guy from fucking the worst Bond movie ever made. Yes, <laughs> he's got the diamonds in his face. Yeah, he's the cunt. Yeah, give me that diamond faced Asian motherfucker in my office right now. <laughs> we gotta sell to the thirty percent. Thirty percent? I just made that up. Oh, okay. You like that? <laughs> Either way, look at I'll link up to the trailer. Definitely check it out. It's pretty good. Yeah. So. Finally, we got. I, I'm, you know, like. Uh, did you see the picture of uh, Matt Damon in uh, Elysium? Yes. There was a couple of bad. It looks ones like District Nine. It looks like District. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> without uh, without the aliens. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's just him in a, in a harness with a gun. I know, and the and gun bald. and the gun looks like District the, the District oh, Nine gun. It does. Right. Yeah. It does. It looks like it looks like District Nine. You don't know how to cut and paste pictures as well, no? No, I don't know what. <laughs> Look, when I cut and pasted it, the pictures came up fine, all right? <laughs> There's something going on here, you know, fucking God hates me. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Elysium is the, uh, the follow-up film for uh, Neil Blomkamp, yeah. uh, the director of District 9. And um, this, this movie stars uh, the, the lead actor of District 9, Charlton Copley, with um, Jodie Foster and Matt Damon, who's the lead. Um, and uh, it's set way in the future where... On a ruined earth, no less. Yes, on a ruined earth where uh, basically the Habs live somewhere. Yeah, like a major- majority of the majority of the people live in poverty, and uh, the elite live in this place. Uh, what uh, that's where it's called Elysium, right? It's a satellite or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's a space station. Yeah, it's a space station where everyone lives in the lap of luxury. And <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt Damon wants to try and get there. Um, I no, want to go there. I don't. <laughs> Why can't I go there? Yes. <laughs> He's just two and a half hours of standing at the door. Let me oh, in. Let me in. Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> Can I come in? No. How about now? Why not? <laughs> let me in. Shave your head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I come in? No. We fooled you. Fuck you, man. I'm going to go get a gun. Yeah. Pizza delivery. Is it Matt Damon? Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> He really wants to come in here. Mm. <laughs> come on, I really want to come in. He knows about the lap, the lap of luxury. <laughs> I have to see the lap. <laughs> Take me to your lap of luxury. <laughs> I so want the movie to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> just just every once in a while he gets pissed off, steals a gun and just shoots at the door. But, but it's all shot from the inside, so you don't actually see him at all. You just see the door. That is awesome. Yes. That is art. <laughs> This is, the, this is the podcast that will never be heard now. I'm going to go make that movie. He's going to get a steal of a door and just talk over it. Hello, let me in. <laughs> and that's all we have to say about Elysium. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, the, 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 there was some news about this a while ago that I didn't comment on, but there was also there's Elysium and then Oblivion. 
Obli- not Ob- Oblivion is uh, Joseph Kaczynski just Joseph Kaczynski that's with Tom Sorry, Cruise with Tom Cruise yeah. yeah by the way did you see the trailer for Jack Reacher yes I was going to talk about that what the fuck is that movie <laughs> what the fuck is that movie this I don't know Tom Cruise is really short yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, the only thing I could think of while watching this is like Tom Cruise really liked Drive yeah Tom Cruise like went to see Drive and he's like give me give me one of those yeah because like, it's, it's all I mean it is actually farcical that guy yeah. lying in the hospital saying there's a guy there's a guy he knows what I did he's a cop but or not really no he, just, he doesn't care anymore and then, and then it he just, just cares about what's right what's and right? then it cuts to a shot of Tom Cruise in his car driving and he looks constipated yeah 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 he's, he's like looks, he looks really serious yeah and then, and then his voiceover comes in and it's hysterical yeah it's like you think I'm a hero I am not a hero. It's so... <laughs> it's He's so articulate. Yeah. You know, that that, that needs to be a much gravelly voice. Mm. That needs to have a voice. Uh, it Tom, needs to be Ryan Gosling doing it half-assedly. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's what do like, you do? <laughs> Beat. A drive. <laughs> Tom, that's... You think that, I'm a hero? That's another thing. It's like Tom Cruise as Ryan Gosling. Yeah. In Jack Reacher. But he's not even doing the Ryan Gosling thing, because he's just being well, perky is, Tom Cruise. Is he, like, he's like... Remember, you asked for this, you and asked. it's jokey. Yeah, yeah, you asked for this. Exactly. You asked for this, and then yeah. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. Oh, hey, <laughs> look at me! I'm beating up a tall person. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just need to recut the trailer with uh, short people. Song. <laughs> the thing that does not help it in any way, shape, or form is the fact that the music they have, which is a kind of little bass riff, sounds ridiculously like, like the Mission Impossible, Impossible theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. It really does. Um, and I, I, who does? Sorry. I mean, <laughs> this is based on um, the the Jack Reacher novels. It's actually, what the fuck are the Jack Reacher novels? I've never read them. I've never heard of them. Um, my, uh, my, Mike read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my boss Mike read them. Apparently, they're quite good. His wife recommended them. Really? Um, but uh, it, this particular... I don't read any books that don't stay Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> this particular... <laughs> <this> pati- <laughs> I don't read any book that doesn't have like a quote from the Daily Mirror on it. Or that's not read by Gilbert Gottfried. But apparently this particular film is based off the novel called One Shot. Yes. And And it was going to be called One Shot. It was going to be called One Shot. And I really don't... They should have kept it as One Shot. Jack Reacher is a really lame title. Yeah. It sounds like a gay porn movie. You know, it's like like Jack Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher around. You know, and it does not help at all that Tom, that, that Katie Holmes is leaving this motherfucker yeah. now. But you know, it's like three-time loser. Yeah, three times. You're fucking Tom Cruise. How do you not keep a woman? <laughs> you know what I mean? He uses them up. They're only empty husks when they're left. When they're yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, they all left at 33. That's just weird. I know, I know. I know. That's like it's weird. you're an asshole. All I gotta say is, is that Emma Stone better watch the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> better watch the fuck out. <laughs> In about three or four years' time, Tom Cruise is going to be back on that couch. Yeah. He'll need to renew his youthful vigor. I wonder what show he's going to do it on this time, seeing as Oprah... But then again, Oprah needs the ratings. Mm. <laughs> Come to my house and... Did she, I thought she retired. No, she did. She retired her show. Oh. She didn't retire. She didn't go she, to baseball like Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. She wasn't that smart. Uh. Uh, she, uh, she retired her show, and she should have just retired. Yes. You know, gone out in a fucking blaze of glory. But she's a fame-hungry camera. Well, she, you know, now she has her own station... Um, <laughs> which ain't doing too great now. All Oprah, <laughs> all the time. Chris Rock made a very good point. He's like, Oprah is the only woman on the face of the earth who can have a magazine called Oprah and be on the cover every month. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Chris Rock got in trouble this week over a tweet? <laughs> what tweet? He said something about at Fourth of July. He tweeted about how um, 
Oh, well, this, uh, you know, I don't, I don't follow Chris Rock. Oh, no, you know, I just saw it on the news somewhere. He was something about the uh, the slaves really enjoyed the fireworks back in the day or something like that. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, "You hate America." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Jack Reacher. Yeah, I, uh, no. um, yeah. This looks like dog shit. <laughs> I have no. <laughs> I need. I, I need to speed. <laughs> it does look like dog shit. Oh god, no! This is it's seriously. Whatever. I just see it's. I think they CGI his face into the character. It, it's going quite fast. It looks very unintentionally funny. Yes. Um. And, it could uh, be a, as uh, the, another podcast talks about. It could be a very good bad drinky, bad movie drinky drinky. This, I mean, and I know that there was a lot of like a um, people were making a big deal when Tom Cruise got cast because the Jack Reacher character in the novel is six foot two and like full of anger. I, did, I got the impression he's an angry man, something like that. You know. Like he's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't see that from like Tom Cruise grinning like an idiot. This is like Jerry Maguire took some fucking kung fu lessons. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just go, gonna flip out. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of Twitter, um, new thing, new new segment, segment Twitter thing of the week. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the Star Trek: The Next Generation, the first uh, set of Blu-rays came out, mm-hmm. and apparently there's some awesome extras, including what Geordi originally was supposed to look like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they got weight makeup tests with Geordi with the soul glow. <laughs> They should have kept this. Yeah, I, this is, that's exactly So the guy from Mass Effect magazine said... Uh, no, I forgot what he said. <laughs> I didn't copy that it's, in. But he basically <laughs> said that, you know, they should have gone with this look. They should have gone with this look, man. But is that just what LeVar Burton looks like normally? Um, Scruffy? No, 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 no. He doesn't look like that normally. Well, he doesn't now. Well, I don't know what he looked like back in the yeah, day. I mean, like, fuck. I wasn't exactly fucking... Rip-falling bo- around Ripping hits with him, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> But I recently saw him on the Big Bang Theory, and he looked uh, relatively cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. He keeps it tight. But yeah, that, it, it could have worked with the solo. I would have loved it. Yeah, I might have actually watched this piece of shit show. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch it? I watched some of it. Was it the men in the dress got you uncomfortably I, turned on? Nah, maybe. I don't know. It was uh, just I, I I had seen the original. I loved the original, and then I just wasn't particularly interested in this. I watched a few eps, but it never, 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 never. Got me enough to tune in every week. No, I got that with season five. Yeah. Oh, remember I pointed out that there was like an hour and a half or something like that of uh, blue velvet deleted scenes yep. on the internet? Yep. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It was taken down, so sorry about that. No worries. Have you seen the pictures uh, for uh, Mad Max Fury Road? Yes, the Giga Horse. Yeah. <laughs> How do you. This just popped up. There's like 44 pages on some car gearhead thread of Mad Max stuff, and they know the name of it, and there's pictures of it. Well, also, uh, Rosie uh, Huntington had been uh, tweeting some pictures as well yeah. from uh, from the set. Where's the Giga Horse? But yeah, this movie's finally happening. Yeah, and it, doesn't, and it looks like a desert. It looks fucking insane. <laughs> so what, they've got like a couple Is this of... going to be in 3D? I don't know, probably. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind a Mad Max movie in 3D. I'm just wondering, yeah, so the, the, the pictures that we have are like a couple of... What are they? Chevys? God, whatever. Cars with fins that have like massive jacked up wheels on them and another one stuck onto it's, the roof. It's like, imagine Monster, Cad- Man- Monster Cadillac. Yes. <laughs> Monster Cadillac, that's what you get. Truckosaurus. And uh, you'll, uh, Mad Max fans will be pleased to know that this is not a reboot, but a continuation uh-huh. of the story. Um, it takes place um, a few years after the events of Beyond Thunderdome. Which is oh, why, really? Which is why uh, Max is still young, which is why they cast someone young. Tom Hardy. Awesome casting. Really? 
Well, that's what I read. <laughs> well, hell, hang out there, pilgrim. That's what I heard. That's, really? that's, that's what I read. That um, the reason. At why- this point, I think Tom Hardy is the Batman villain Clayface. <laughs> He'll just look like Mel Gibson in the movie somehow. Maybe, <laughs> maybe because no, because it's like you, Tom Hardy. He's never going to work because I keep thinking of the. What are, you, what are the odds you think of a Mel Gibson cameo? Mm. <laughs> have you seen Twenty One Jump Street yet? No, I have not. But I, I heard about the Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp cameo. Johnny cameo was supposed to be quite cool, and like, yeah, you yeah. can't spot it. Yeah, at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's under a lot of hair, apparently, and makeup. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think they just they don't need uh, Mel Gibson to cameo. They just need Mel Gibson from South Park to cameo. <laughs> where he's on the truck and just have a just have a cutaway of him going with <laughs> the blue makeup on his face we see South Park callback we should just like cut to just like random pictures of him pictures of him shouting yeah. it's like you know you got some action going and just, <laughs> in 3D <laughs> would you pay to watch Mel Gibson the movie in 3D did you see the why is Mel Mel Gibson has got to work Snape with Snape? What, Alan Snape. Rickman? Alan Rickman. Did you see the Alan Rickman thing where he's just like making a cup of tea and then freaking out in incredibly slow motion? No. You didn't see this? No, no, I haven't seen this. It's just the thing of him sitting at a table and I think it's the it's the theme, it's the Kronos Quartet from um, Requiem for a Dream uh-huh. mm-hmm. playing while he slowly pours the tea mm-hmm. and it's like an incredibly detailed slow motion and then something happens and he just freaks out <laughs> and it's all like him knocking shit over and stuff going flying this was recent? yeah okay you gotta I gotta, you gotta, I gotta pull this up but um did you see uh, that thing that on Jimmy Kimmel with Gary Oldman telling athletes that they shouldn't no, act no I didn't it was fucking awesome it's like yeah he just goes up there and he's like I'm Gary Oldman I'm an actor uh, you know and uh, you and, and he just starts to wail on athletes, on basketball players. He's, he's holding a basketball. He's on a basketball court. He's talking to camera. And he's just like, you should fucking stay the fuck away from that. Yeah, what the fuck do you know about acting? Why are you turning into Christian Bale? <laughs> <laughs> fucking ass. <laughs> We're done professionally. <clears throat> yeah, that thing you showed, like Darth Darth Bale. I don't know how that's been out for years. We never saw. I got linked yeah, that up pretty as well. Funny. Darth Bale. It was I, pretty funny. Darth, but like, it's the, it's walking the, onto my fucking set. Yeah. <laughs> he does come across like such a bitch. <laughs> so for that, the, give me a fucking answer. Yeah, the, but when he's they they cut it so expertly, you know, and it has the, the title card as well. Like mm-hmm. Darth Bale doesn't like to be interrupted, and like, what's her name? Princess Leia's talking to him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Do I walk around in the back? <laughs> I can't even do it. <coughs> do I walk around the back of your fucking shop messing with your lights? <laughs> we are a consular ship on our way to Alderaan. Oh, good. <laughs> it's fucking distracting. <laughs> the, uh, the, that's the one that's like, Lord Vader, the plans aren't on board. Oh, great. <laughs> that's really good. I'll put a link up to this, but I can't believe we missed it during all the different things they did of that. Well, there were so many, and and and, and I was so sort of preoccupied with that techno version. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get that tech, that fucking techno version out of my mind. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fury Road looks awesome. Hopefully, it's awesome. We should probably talk a little bit about um, the uh, some of the Marvel news. That's yeah, been so up. it's been weird. I mean, Comic Con is next week, right? Yep. Gavin Yap, Man on the Spot, will be reporting not live. <laughs> Gavin Yap, Man on the Spot, will be working his fucking ass off. <laughs> 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 
but uh, no, there has been um, a fair bit of um, Marvel news um, as it gears up for. Uh, well, this is not Marvel news. There's Marvel news is that Marvel news coming. Well, yeah, but uh, there's also the, the the premiere of the new short film. Uh, yeah, the piece 47? Item, item 47. Item 47. Which does sound quite funny. Or quite intriguing. Yeah, it does. So um, the, the synopsis for that is some losers in the Marvel Universe who find one of the weapons that the uh, Chitauri. Chitauri left behind. Uh-huh. And, Which is uh, a nice... That's a, it's, again, it's broadening the universe. And then they, they decide, like, hey, let's go rob a bank and fucking have some fun with this. Did they mention Ant-Man? And then, oh, and then, uh, there, and then there are two uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who are after them to retrieve the weapon. Yeah. Um, and that, that movie's gonna... That short film is going to premiere at the con. Uh-huh. And, uh, and also the uh, fucking Edgar Wright Ant-Man wankfest continues with his announcement that he has finished his uh, sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what was it, like a test reel or something just to... It's something they're gonna either add into that at 47 thing or put online or some shit. Or it's gonna tie into something or maybe be on the DVDs. Are you or are you not gonna make the fucking movie? Uh, you know, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, and also the whole speculation about the big announcement that's coming up at Comic-Con as to whether or not they are going to do... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, so the last news I saw on that was that someone someone on the know <clears throat> an, inside, an inside source because we never hear from people who are not in the know <laughs> someone who's not in the know says <laughs> well for that I think you look at the onion they have their area man or whatever you yeah, ever yeah, see yeah. that? <laughs> An unrelated source said Dire Avengers um, <laughs> Let me in! Yeah <laughs> But yeah, so there's two movies for 2014, right? One is going to be one has been announced as Captain America 2, is it? This we got um, we got Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Captain America 2, and uh, but Captain America 2 is 2014. Yes. So 2000 they had another slot in 2014 that was not unknown. 2013 is Thor 2, Iron Man 3. Uh, no, no announcements on Thor on, 2, Iron Man 3, Arsenal 1, Liverpool 2. It is getting like the football scores. A little bit, yeah. Um, and if you want to stay tuned for the match afterwards, look away now. <laughs> but, um. Fucking Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd like to see the Spaniard who can make get his way past me. Yeah, so. What is. So it's apparently. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, what does the person. Latino Review. Latino Review said the Guardians of the Galaxy will be the, f- the third movie, or the next movie. The, the, the movie in the empty slot for 2014. Yeah, and it'll be the uh, bridge film into Avengers 2 because it'll feature Thanos. Yes. Uh, that, that's, that's what I read. Uh, and uh, for, for those of you unaware, Thanos was. Um, act- well, can, is, is it a spoiler at this point? Um, if you haven't seen Avengers, put your hands up. Alright, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, the post-credit sequence in the Avengers, uh, not the shawarma scene, the other one, uh, is it, it featured Thanos. And ever since then, you, I mean, fuck, how can you not know this? You've got to be living under a fucking rock. Uh, and there was also some speculation as to whether Thanos was going to be the villain in Thor 2. Yeah. That rumor was shot down. Uh, so it looks like Thanos... Because it's always frost giants. There you go. You seen the, have you seen the, the flow diagram? The what? The flow diagram. No. Trouble in Asgard. Was it Loki? Yes. Frost giants. <laughs> was it Loki? No. Was it Frost Giants? Yes. yes. It's always Frost Giants. <laughs> so, yeah. Guard, if, um, if it's all true, Guardians of the Galaxy will be the uh, bridge to the second Avengers. Which with Tom also, Cruise which, starring as Rocket Raccoon. Which, uh, which uh, very strongly indicates that um, the Avengers might guest star yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, which <laughs> is all kinds of awesome. Mm. Fuck, man. It's, all where it goes, it's where it all goes wrong. I know. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, there, no, is, a, there's a, there's a new, there is a human-looking guy. Is that Nova? But he's not a human, right? He's a Kree or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's Rocket Raccoon. Who's a raccoon? 
I kind of can never get past that point in the cast list. I don't know who the rest of them are. There's some chicken green. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I only got interested. What's your nerd knowledge, sir? I only got interested in Guardians of the Galaxy when I heard it was going to be their next movie. <laughs> and you thought, awesome, a talking raccoon. No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm all. It's for like it. over the hedge I'm, too. No, but I'm, I'm all for it. I, in space, I, I'm all for it. I never read it. It, it's the last way I would expect Marvel to go, which makes me really intrigued. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that they're taking these characters, who I guess you could say are kind of second tier, third tier, and fucking batshit insane, and uh, and just making them, you know, and because the you know in the cinematic in the cinematic universe that doesn't matter as much, you know, as long as you just do it really badass, and also because they're sort of third tier characters. You can afford to uh, move movie movieize them a little bit more. Yes, and ch- and change them up a bit. So in that rocket way, rocket raccoon is a goth chick. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used to date someone like that. <laughs> Her name was Shelley. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This rocket. It's weird. Um. Yeah. So, speaking of English directors mm-hmm. that right mentioned, uh, I, think, I don't think I mentioned this a while ago, but um, did I mention the Snow Crash movie in the last podcast? Oh, is, it, is there going to be a Snow Crash There's movie? going to be a Snow Crash movie, and Joe Cornish, director and writer of Attack the Block. Have you seen Attack the Block yet? Not yet. You no. surely should watch that. It's, it's great. Oh, have you read Snow Crash? Yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's <laughs> time to break out the Casa Nostra t-shirt, pizza delivery t-shirts. Oh, man. It's... <laughs> the main character is called Hero Protagonist. That's just genius. <laughs> it's so on the fucking nose. Joe, Joe introduced me to that book. Yeah, I hadn't read it before. Yeah, yeah, and I've read uh, pretty much nearly everything Neil Stevenson wrote. So. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, it's it's. I don't know about reading. I, have, I can't remember if I read Neuromancer. I, did re- I think I read some of William Gibson's Cyberpunk novels, but that's kind of like Cyberpunk with fun. It's all yeah. internet world. It's and, funny. Yeah, it's and then the pizza <laughs> delivery boys. If you don't deliver within a certain time, they blow up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yet people are getting fucked up in this virtual world, right? This shit's happening to their... Br- I haven't read it a long time ago. Uh, no, awesome. That's but yes, uh, and Joe Cor- you should really see Attack the Block. It's a real... I've got a fucking fuck pile of movies at home that I know... Well, I'm if you take the Father Ted one out of it and give it back to me, the box set, that'll reduce it quite considerably. No, no, no you did feel... I have finished my sentence. i got a pile of movies at home I haven't seen. Hmm. <laughs> so pa- Father pa- Ted pa- is in there. Pile of movies. Pile of movies. Pile of movies. Pile of movies at home I haven't seen. Well, I was thinking that uh, the role of Joel could be played by, by a suitcase. <laughs> or a bagel. If only they got him together with Doctor Who era Tom Baker who wanted to get the Doctor to be played by a cabbage. <coughs> he thought his next... Re- oh, no, lettuce. Ahead of lettuce. He thought his next regeneration could be ahead of lettuce. Uh, <sighs> good old days. Yeah. Uh, some trailer news then. Did you see the trailer for Sunday's Darling Robot and Frank? No, I didn't. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it does run the line. It, the, I think it's, it was on Screen Rant. I saw this, and they're saying like it's quite odd. I was like, no, it's fucking not. It's just a normal. It looks heartwarming. So Frank Langella is an old dude mm-hmm. <clears throat> playing an old dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, his kids are Liv Tyler and Marsden. James Marsden. James Marsden. I was going to say Jason for some reason. There is a Jason. I know, but anyway, in the future. <laughs> Frank Langella in the future and it's like there's robots everywhere he goes to the library and he wants to talk to the librarian he's played by Susan Sarandon uh-huh. and he's just an old dude and he's not you know James Marsden catches him walking in the middle of the fucking road and stuff like that so they get him a robot to keep take care of him which looks it's not too futuristic you know they don't mm-hmm. make those those Honda robots that have to uh, I've, seen what, I've seen what the robot, yeah. the robot looks like and the robot's voice is Peter Skarsgård oh excellent which works perfectly excellent he's like Frank it's time for your enemy <laughs> 
But they, you know, Frank wants nothing to do with it, and over time, like. They bond over certain they, things. They become friends or something? Yeah, and like, so far, so schmaltzy, right? But the thing they're bonding over is, Frank's the next bank robber. Right. And there's a load of shitty little kids. Like, not ki- little kids, but, you know, people our age, pissing them off. Right. They're like, oh, my God. You, like, you, you, you remember a time when you couldn't look stuff up on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, oh, Frank, you're so square, you're almost hip again. And it's like, the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you know... <laughs> And he puts it together in the trailer where it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're the robots gonna, are like, are they going to plan a bank robbery? Yeah. Oh, not a bank robbery. They're going to rob all these people he hates. Oh, excellent. Because he's talking, I mean, it, it might be one of those trailers that gives away a bit too much, but there is a lot of, Frank, you need to have a project to focus your time. Right, right, right. Let's start a garden. He's like, I'd rather eat burgers and die tomorrow than eat another, <laughs> what was it, than eat steamed fucking courgette or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um... But yeah, it looks like nice to play. Really, really nice to play. Frank Langell looks awesome. He's knocking it out of the park. And Susan Sarandon looks hot and cool. Oh, but Frank... Okay. They're, they're playing it like teenagers, their relationship, which is awesome. And you love old people having teenager relationships. Oh, excellent. So um, it really... It looks like it deserves the... Um, the the acclaim it got. Look. The acclaim it's got. But <laughs> the problem is that, as I said, it might show a little too much of the trailer, which right. I won't tell you anymore. Okay. Well, that's par for the course these days. Yep. It's like Jack Reacher. I feel like I've seen the whole fucking movie. No, I feel like I don't want to see the rest of the whole fucking movie. I'm not that short. Well, what? That's it with me. Is it really? Yep. Fuck. Um, the other trailers that came out this week. I need to turn that off. It's not um, there was other trailers this week. Where did I put them? Oh fuck! There's all shit down here. Uh, on the road. It was a trailer for On the Road uh, by Water Salad. Oh, I didn't see. No. Uh, did you read the book? No. Oh. Uh, I read it ages ago. It's beatnik bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but as it stars uh, Gareth Hedlund and Sam Sam Rowley Rowley yeah. and this is the one where uh, Kristen Stewart uh, gets naked right apparently so that's yeah. what I heard like, there's a scene and, where and she's the original the, the original roadies in it I keep forgetting his name Iron Man War Machine oh not Don Cheadle. Uh Terrence Howard Terrence Howard's in it yeah. and it is like you know it's like I forgot that Terrence Howard was in Iron Man yeah no. <laughs> next time baby uh uh the line's gonna haunt you to the end of, end of days but uh, no this looks pretty good so you know On the Road is the story of the, the, the guy and it's like it's supposed to be the what author I mean, what, Dean what, what, Moriarty kind of it's following Mr. Moriarty the theme, not Mar- theme, the, I mean theme. the reviews that came out of the festivals basically is that like you know it's well shot it's well acted um, it's just pointless oh really that, that, that's, that's what I mean the, the general consensus that, oh. that come out of a lot of the reviews is that um, it's well acted it's mm. well made it's well put together it's just that it fucking meanders along and no, you don't really give a shit yeah that's oh. well that's kind of what the book is though it's the whole point is the meandering it's on the road man mm-hmm. you just don't dig it you square <laughs> the beat- hipster bullshit beatnik bullshit beatnik bullshit there weren't hipsters back then well they were called beatniks yeah. <laughs> daddy O. yeah and your parents hated them. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I think of Beatniks, all I can think of is Ned Flanders' dad. <laughs> you know, in The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah, He yeah, wears, yeah, like, yeah. a stripy black and white, yeah. black and red t-shirt and a, and a, and a beret. Do you remember the... Uh, Don't flip out, daddy-o. Do you remember the, uh, the, 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 the episode where Fla- uh, Flanders would, had, had to do the, uh, the... What's that thing on the horse with the vault? <laughs> with the staff? What's that thing? Lord of the Rings what, what do you call that thing? Pole vault No, no Is it a pole vault Where you're riding on a horse And you have to Jousting Jousting that's <laughs> You forgot the word jousting I forgot the word jousting How could you forget jousting? It's awesome I, I forgot 
ball. I thought you meant like a pole vault horse no, ball thing. I just forget about shit sometimes. I forget words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, that, I, that I know I know. And your pants. There you go. Shit! Let me in! But you, did you see the episode? The where Flanders did, did the jousting? No. And he chickens out the ladder. I can't do it! <laughs> no. Fucking awesome. Okay, before just talking to the Simpsons cast, did you see the other one where Flanders has like repressed rage? And he starts freaking out? I think I did. And yeah. that's, I think that's the one with his hipster dad, uh, with his beatnik dad, and it's genius. Right. Because he just acts like, going, I, I have a vague memory of seeing that episode. Flanders is awesome. I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time. No, I haven't seen The Simpsons in a very long time. Yeah. Again, another Flanders moment of him in Streetcar named Desire just ripping his shirt off and he's ripped underneath and screaming, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> How could anyone forget that? <laughs> uh, finishing off the news then, I guess, um, Luke Besson is returning to sci-fi. Excellent. So apparently there's a comic called Valerian, mm-hmm. French. I, I did a little look up a little bit on this. It's about some time-traveling guys, guy who hangs out with 16-year-olds. So that's Dodge. And they get trapped in the present by some aliens or something like that. I heard this one has a good cast. Um, this sounds kind of a sort of... It's not cast yet, as far as I know. No, I've heard that he's uh, confirmed a few people, but I can't remember who they are. But I remember it's relatively decent. So Valerian was co-created by artist Jean-Claude Melzier, who also did the concept art for The Fifth Element. And it is how it, it looks very French. Mm-hmm. It has that very French look about it mm-hmm. uh, for comics. So... Uh, that's coming soon apparently start producing on that so uh, he said producing that so to see if he's going to direct it as well oh, he's going to best on his set to write and direct excellent so that could be cool okay and there's a Hocus Pocus sequel coming no sign of Omri Katz though alright <laughs> Hocus Pocus yeah it's, what the one with Ben Midler yeah but not Ben Midler's like I'm in it hardly. but it was a flop mm. oh. oh fuck it who cares the main thing I saw from that was that reminded me who Omri Katz was and then I went looking to see what happened to him and apparently he's taking a break from acting and hairdressing in Los Angeles <laughs> and living in Israel <laughs> that says so much yeah. <laughs> career didn't go too well I suppose no he was awesome in Erie, Indiana yeah. did you see the Oz, the Oz the Great and Powerful poster yes yes I did yeah. did you see the Dread motion poster no I didn't it's broken stupid <laughs> It's ridiculous. Motion posters are the dumbest fucking promotional I've, tool ever. Unless it's like a 3D lenticular art that w- does something as you walk past it in real life. Yeah. Having a motion poster on a computer is the dumbest thing in the yeah, world. It just looks just really bad. Just put a trailer up. Yeah, it just looks really bad. So it just has him standing there and then there's weird noises and then it goes, Zenzda! And then it just kind of turns around and it shoots the camera and then it's all fuzzy and it's like, and it, you can't replay it and it wouldn't load properly. So it's like, <laughs> The sentence is death. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, it would be better if it said gaze into the fist of dread. <laughs> Need to get that in a t-shirt. That's, that sounds so suggestive. What? Gaze. Gaze, gaze into the fist of dread. No, but you've seen that 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 that. that I, yes, I've seen it. I've where seen he's it. like judge fear and he yeah, just like yeah, punches yeah. them through the head. He's like your fear. He's like fuck you. <laughs> it just sounds really suggestive. You're like right, right, right yeah. at that moment. Gaze. Into the fist of dread. I would like to see them doing a Dark Judges Dread movie. It's not going to happen, man. No. If they can't get Judge Dread right, right yeah. they're not going to fucking waste time with any of the other characters. Yeah. Judge Fear and Judge Pestilence got like iced straight away, right? Mm. It was only Judge Death who kept coming back because mm-hmm. like Judge Fear was gazing into the fist of dread and he yeah. just killed him. He just like, ice cold killed that mother. We are ageless and bang, you're dead, motherfucker. Fuck off, get out of my city. And Judge Pestilence, I think he said on fire. Judge Pestilence, I mean, that's just an awesome name. He had a ghost, goat's head, right, or something? <laughs> something like that. Mm. 
Okay. Emails. Uh, email in this week from Sabrina. To log her question on her website, help. I'd really like to see Michelle Rodriguez beat the shit out of Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> Which two actresses would you like to see in a cat fight? Ooh. Charlize Theron and uh, what's her name in Two Days in the Valley? That is Charlize Theron. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Charlize, Charlize Theron and Terry Hatcher. Ha- Terry Hatcher. Well, that's pretty awesome. That cat's fight scene. Well, I think I, th- I think I think Sabrina's asking. For oh, who else? Yeah, but I just I want to watch that over and over again. That was a good cat fight. It was. That it? was a good cat fight. Um, I would like to see um, Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. uh, beat the shit out of. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Betty White body slam uh, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Off the top rope. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to see. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. It's like, There's a lot. It's like kids asking for candy. I'd like to see Angela Bassett beat the shit out of Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Angela Bassett's one tough motherfucker. She I know. Could do it. <laughs> she could do it. Yeah. She could do it. Fuck. And it would be hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Jennifer Hudson beat the shit out of Paula Abdul. Nope. <laughs> 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 I don't know. There's, there's a lot. There's so many. Mm. So many. No, no, no. I'd like to see Melissa McCarthy beat the shit out of Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Uh, okay. While while watching reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. There's so many, there's, that's you know, that's such an awesome. Something primal. So, yeah, that's I mean, some like, jello in there, they, and you've got a good night like, out. That could take forever. Yeah. Like last week, we'll move on from. What's the one last week? Oh, Terry Crews. <laughs> like, yeah, Terry. Have you, <laughs> have you just been? Have you just been walking around just writing down? I'd like to see Terry Crews fucking this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking of it. <laughs> in the shower. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Another message comes in from Chick Flick who says, Here are two movies that secretly hate women. Twilight, a boring-ass twitchy girl named Bella falls in love with a shiny vampire. Take the vampirism from this movie and all you're left with is Ike and Tina. Two, Pretty Woman, by by tying 100% of a woman's self-esteem to her goddamn clothes, apparently designer clothes are all it takes to pull a hooker out of the gutter into the opera house. That's it, no questions, just thought I'd share. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) I think we did call the first Twilight movie a, A Young Girl's Guide to Getting Raped. Well, I mean, I, my, my, my... Go for the guy who's inc- uncommunicative, moody, frosts the mouth when you enter the room and yes. sniffing you. Yes. Go for those guys, and even though he rejects you, keep at it. And I believe that the movie is a pedo- pedo- uh, pedophile mm. love story. Mm. <laughs> He's 200 years and, old going out with a 16-year-old. And there, smells sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's very strong arguments to both of our cases, and um, it's, it's a sad... It's a sad state of affairs. It's, an, it's an indictment of, it's, of it's, pop culture it's today. It's terrible. It's terrible. And the, the, the state of our schools, yes. our nation's schooling. Yes. Awful. <laughs> Awful movies. <Yeah. laughs> right. Ugh. Okay, so... So, uh, movies. Movies. Um, I, I caught uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is... Um, Directed by Mark Webb. Directed by Mark Webb, who directed 500 Days of Summer. The Amazing Spider-Man, also known as... Um, Sony needs to make this movie in order to keep the rights so he doesn't go back to Marvel. Yes. It's, it's the same... This movie was made for the same reason Ghost Rider 2 was made. Um, Nicolas Cage was hungry? Was this... Was this... <laughs> for... Nicolas Cage... Nicolas Cage is a very hungry man. Yes. <laughs> he has certain appetites. And they're knocking on the door! 
You're scraping at the door. <laughs> Every time. Just gets me. Um, okay. What was that First movie th- that you clip with the clip on the internet of him just walking into the room going, fuck! Deadfall. Deadfall. Yeah, yeah. This really, really shit film. Was that French Stewart in a beard? Um, in the no. foreground? No, no, no. no Looked no. like him. <laughs> he was kind of squinty. No. It wasn't. It hasn't... I mean, for a shit... For a shit film, it's got a pretty decent cast. Nicolas Cage, Michael Bean, Charlie Sheen, James Coburn. Wow. Not, so it's not too bad. I mean, yeah. it's, it's about a heist. Duh. But it's crap. It was the... Uh, Directing debut of um, Roman Coppola, uh, ah. Wes Anderson's uh, writing partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he's grown a bit since then. Did you? Uh, sorry, but, to but, derail but, your review. No but, no, but all that thing with Nicolas Cage, like, what am I a fucking retard? Yeah, yeah, that's all. It's that. all from Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that'll... laughs> I mean, if you want to see the horrible Nicolas Cage acting, I mean, and this is so horrible, it's good. Yeah. You, you know, you just you can't look away. <laughs> Did you see the comment? There's one bit where he's trying to get his... He can't... And it looks like a mistake. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to, like, put his coat on the hanger. But he can't do it right. Yeah. And he just, like, the fucking hangers! <laughs> <laughs> then he goes and jumps on the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like 80% of that trailer of Nicolas Cage losing it, right? Yeah. It comes yeah, yeah, from that yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the... Sorry to derail your review, but did you see the comment... You, I went through the comments to see if they say what the movie was. And they all start talking. The guy who's standing directly, be- sitting directly beside him when he when he's when he screams "fuck," yeah. he's the guy who loses his shit and starts dropping stuff. <laughs> it's like Nicholas Cage just walked from one side of the set to the other. He goes "fuck," which which shows you that Nicholas Cage doesn't pl- you know he doesn't plan shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, this guy just loses freaks out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, mm. There's some crazy ideas. Like if you like, uh, I've I've mentioned this many times. Like if you listen to the uh, Nicholas Cage's commentary on The Rock, mm. there's so many crazy ideas. The way he comes to his decisions is ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, the Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, first of all, this isn't going to be so much of a review as it's just going to be more of a comparison mm-hmm. between, um, you know, between Mark Webb Spider-Man and Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, first, let's get. Is it a good film? Yes, it is. Okay. It is a good movie. Uh, it's a very solid Spider-Man flick. Oh, yeah? Um, um, it's consistently good, and at times it's very good. And how's Riz Airpans Welsh accent? There. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he, he, uh, it's not as strong as, it, as we know it can get, yeah. but it's still there. He's not trying to play American. Yeah. Um, now, he, just talk about the good stuff about the movie first. Andrew Garfield's awesome in it. Oh, yeah, he he is really good in it. And he plays, I, yeah, so he plays a really good teenager from under twenty eight. Yeah, and um, well, you know, he's he's very good in it. Uh, Emma Stone's very good in it, and and they both have amazing chemistry. Yeah, um, that's because they're boning. That's because they're boning, and it looks like they're, they're boning. boning. It looks like they're boning. <laughs> Every scene in which they're looking at each other, it's they're like they're, they're 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 fucking each other in their brains. They cannot wait for Mark Webb to go cut so they can go fuck. <laughs> And it's it really does show <laughs> so much so that I was jealous while watching it because I knew it wasn't acting and I'm just like fucking asshole, <laughs> damn it. But anyway, um, Dennis Leary is very good in it. Uh, Risa Fans is he's very solid in it. I mean, the acting across the board is good. You got Sally Field and Martin Sheen, you know, two of the nicest people on the planet yeah. <laughs> playing Uncle Ben and Aunt May and. Um, and another like nice little surprise is that you got C. Thomas Howell in the movie. Right. C. Thomas Howell turns up. For those of you who don't know, uh, C. Thomas Howell is the guy from Secret Admirer, Soul Man, uh, Tiger's Tale, E.T., um, The Outsiders. Back in the day, he he had he had a bit of a career. 
<laughs> no, no, actually, I mean, one thing about him, he has worked consistently throughout his career. If you go and IDB this motherfucker, he has got like 15 movies a year coming out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them low budget movies, but, you know, it doesn't matter. The guy works consistently. Mm. And uh, he's also uh, a regular on uh, Southland, the, uh, the series, which, oh, yeah. which uh, I've heard is actually very good. Um, now, not gonna, won't get into the story too much. It's you've you've seen this story before. It's essentially the same story that from the from Sam Raimi Spider Man. Um, a couple of you know, there's a couple of changes here and there. It's bitten on the back of the neck. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, non organic web shooters. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I mean, but for the most part, it's the same story. It's it's all about you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Although, thank fuck that that line isn't mentioned in this. Oh, film. really? It's not mentioned in oh. this film. There's there's a lot of talk of responsibility. But that line's never mentioned. Mm. So and, and and you keep waiting for it. It's like you know, because there's no comfortable way to fit it in. Just like there was no comfortable way to fit it in into Sam Raimi's movies either. It just it's not it's not the kind of line that works works as well in movies as it does yeah. on a comic book panel. You know. Uh, so thank God they didn't mention that. Um, Mark Webb handles the the uh, the relationships in the film very well. Okay. Um, although I do now that's all I'll talk about in terms of the story. Now here's here's I got a bone to pick. With the marketing team, because this film has been labeled as the untold story. The untold story has been cut out, hasn't it's, it? Yeah. Well, it's not the untold story. What's the untold story without spoiling it? It's the untold subplot. Is the untold story that his parents worked for Shield or some shit like that? Uh, no. Okay. No. Well, I mean, if they did, that's not sort of um, ad- um, adhered to at all. Okay. But honestly, like this whole thing about bringing his father into it is or his parents into it is really pointless I mean they're, they're in they're in the first uh, couple of scenes in the movie and a couple of flashbacks and then Voldemort kills them exactly right but um, when you think when you watch the film it's like it feels like the only reason that they introduced the parents was so Peter Parker would have a reason to go and look for Kurt Connors mm. uh, aside from that there's no real reason for the parents to be there um, you know like and, and also because it, it just feels like it smacks of desperation of trying to in, trying desperately to distance itself from the the, uh, the last original story which was only about 10 years ago yeah. um, and so you know I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it um, the beauty queen from Mars um, really liked it she loves Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. she loves Andrew Garfield she like started talking mad shit about Tobey Maguire uh, like after that and then a funny thing happened I went you know I'm um, I, I, and I was still I was watching, watching it and I was like yeah Andrew Garfield's really good you know and then I went home and uh, you know like before, you got into your spider suit pajamas I, I went home I put on my Spider-Man pajamas um, and I lie, I lie down on the bed turned on the TV on HBO and what was playing Sam Raimi Spider-Man <laughs> and it was about like 20 minutes into it just before he's about to fight Bonesaw yeah you know and with Bruce Campbell naming him yeah and I'm watching this and I'm watching it and I'm thinking man Fuck Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Tobey Maguire's awesome. <laughs> you know, and... Which, ten years! Man. It's only ten, ten years. Which, which brings me to my main point. Is it's very... It, you should not compare the two performances. Mm. They are both very different. Mm. Uh, the interpretation of Peter Parker is very different in both movies. Maguire's is more goofy, right? Well, how... I mean, like, this is how I, I have it make sense in my head. Andrew Garfield looks more like the Steve Ditko by Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But Tobey Maguire behaves more mm. like the Steve Ditko, uh, Peter Parker. Now, the G. costume... G. Willikers and, the, and such. The, yeah, the, uh, the outfit... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Steve Ditko is the original artist of Spider-Man who, yeah. who co-created the character with Stan Lee. Um, and it was a very specific, very quirky look. Yeah. Um, and Andrew Garfield has that sort of frame and that look that Peter Parker had as drawn by Steve Ditko. Mm. But, the, but his behavior... 
is is Toby, Toby Maguire nailed the behavior better from a Steve Ditko. That doesn't mean that um, uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker isn't true to the comics. It's just not true to the first original run. Mm. Uh, and, and that's and, always been the and, thing with Sam Raimi's is that he lo- he's a fan of the original comics. Yes, he yes. And that's why yes. Venom was shoehorned which, in. Which brings me to the, which brings me to the costume. Right. The cost the, the costume. Um, is more uh, in, in Amazing Spider-Man to me was more Steve Ditko really uh, because it, it felt a bit more homemade really yeah it it, it, it it felt a bit more homemade so to me the uh, and of course because of the added thing of the web shooters that he yeah. makes his own web shooters in terms of the Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man felt more Steve Ditko than Sam Raimi Spider-Man Sam Raimi Spider-Man is more John Romita mm. you know in, in terms of like it's a much cleaner look mm-hmm. the, the costume was very clean it was yeah. very uh, you know it no way in hell you believe this fucking fucking chemistry kid made this at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas whereas the one in Amazing Spider-Man looks a bit more homemade. Uh, so in that regards, it has more of a Steve Ditko quality, and that that I like. Um, the lizard looks fucking stupid. Really? <laughs> I wasn't sure whether you're warming up to awesome, which I was going to be shocked. But yeah, the lizard looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, he looks good as long as you don't see his face. Yeah, his face spoils it, and when he talks, it's really bad. He looks like the Goombas from the Mario Brothers movie, does he? Yeah, it looks real. You know, it's like first of all, the fucking lizard from the cup. This isn't Todd McFarlane. This isn't yeah. Todd McFarlane's lizard. Does he still have a white coat? Like a man, a little man walking around in his white coat. No, uh, I mean, I fuck mean, that shit. I mean, <laughs> I want to. No, I mean, like, no, that, that's what I mean. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. It's like this isn't Todd McFarlane's lizard. I yeah. love Todd McFarlane's lizard. If they had designed this like Todd McFarlane's lizard with a huge fucking crocodile mouth, <laughs> yeah. you know, with gnashers and shit, rather than this snout yeah. that he's got, you know, he looks like a he looks like he looks like a like a little man child lizard. Because the body's huge, but the face is fucking small, and he's got this snout. And when he talks, he sounds like Risa Fans. It doesn't work. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Spider-Man. It's like, what are you doing, Spider-Man? <laughs> he sounds like a gentleman. <laughs> and there's nothing sort of primal or scary about this fucking villain. He lives in yeah. his village with the... And I cannot forgive the snout. <laughs> The snout really kills it for me. Yeah. If he had more of a croc, you know, thing, yeah. you know, and then you know, some people might argue like that. Oh, well, this isn't killer croc. Well, neither was the lizard, but it looked awesome. Yeah, you know, he looked like a fucking lizard. And, uh, and killer this, croc doesn't have a snout. Killer croc and this is. Thing, and this thing about and this thing about like a like his like his fucking lab coat. Yeah, he's got it on when he turns when he when he when he when he turns. And, uh, and it happens a couple of times where he's got it on, but he can't wait to take it off. He should have it on. Right? He, he just, should have it on. Because it's a lizard in a lab coat. <laughs> he can't wait to, t- to fucking... That's how you know it's not just a lizard. He's, what you've got now, essentially, is a naked lizard. <laughs> running around the streets of New York City. You know that when he turns back into Risa Fons, he's going to be naked. He's going to be naked. Uh, and that's not right. Is he not? <laughs> but when... <laughs> And that's not right. No. <laughs> so you've got so you know so you've got like fucking this, this naked lizard running around New York and is you know and and there's a couple of things in there that involves a SWAT team and this is a spoiler that was actually fucked up by by the toy company because they actually made lizard SWAT team toys mm-hmm. so I'm not spoiling anything and it, and the whole thing just smacks a V. Oh really? Yeah 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 yeah. The whole thing just feels very V, and and also the thing about Risa Fans is that because he keeps turning in and out, of, in, 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 yeah. and and he's he's stretchy, always stretchy pants. He's always in some various de- um, 
level of lizardy. Yeah, uh, degree of transformation where he's got scales. And again, it's like, this is V. It looks like V. Does he open his jaw super wide to eat a... No, no, unfortunately, no. But what's really funny about it is that up until he turns into the lizard, he's a really cool character. Really? He nails it? No, he nails it in the sense that they really build it up uh, to the sort of like um, tradition of of tragic Spider-Man heroes. Mm. Like very much in in the vein of... um, of Doctor Doctor Octopus, it's one. like you know this guy is not an evil man. Yes, but as soon as he injects himself with the shit, he says chewing on the he, furniture. He just turns into crazy ass that crazy ass villain, uh. you know, and it's like ah, humanity does not deserve to live. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> turn into a lizard. Ah, <laughs> and when you, you know, and it's just. And this is a oh, this is my favorite retarded thing of the movie. <laughs> it is so fucking retarded. Andrew Garfield plays Peter Parker as a whiny fucking faggot kid yeah. who misses his dad. Yeah. Every time he talks about his dad, he cries. And you just think, for fuck's sake, he's been gone for 17 years. You'd think you'd be used to it by now. <laughs> you know? oh but every time he talks about his dad, he bawls. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's just like, where is he? Where is he now? Yeah, I'm a bitch. You know? And, and this is another thing. It's like, he's not a loser. It's huh. like, uh, Peter Parker in this movie is not a loser. He's just, a, he's just like a weird kid. You know, like Zemo keeps to himself, but he stands up for people. Yeah. You know, and that's how he gets in trouble with Flash. Like Flash beats the shit out of him, and then and because throughout the entire movie, there's never this end with Gwen Stacy. There's no point in the movie where she's not into him, and, and then she realizes she's into him. She's into him from the first scene. Yeah. You know, so it's like there's no thing of like this guy sort of. Even if he didn't become Spider Man, she'd still fuck him. Yeah. You know, so it's like. So that whole aspect of the nerd is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's very Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Ultimate Spider-Man. It's more, it's more Bendis and less Ditko. It's more Bagley, Mark Bagley Spider-Man and less Ditko in that regard. But this is my favorite thing, right? He's a, Peter Parker is supposed to be like a genius. Yes, he's really clever. You know, he builds web shooters and shit. Yeah, yeah. which I like. Yeah, I mean, they, they said they wanted to end it because he's a genius level kid. Well, also, the, what, what I like about the web shooters is that it's a weapon that can be taken away. Yes. Um, you know, and that's what I like about it. Uh, whereas, you know, before I... You know, but that was like a leftover from old James Cameron draft yeah. anyway. But this is brilliant, right? He's always fucking bitching and moaning about his dad. Yeah. And then when he's cleaning up some shit, he finds his dad's old satchel. Old satchel. And immediately he comes down, and because he's a little bitch, he starts crying. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's actually crying, but he always looks like he's on the verge of just bursting into tears. Yeah. You know, and it's like his dad really meant a lot to him. Yeah. They really go to a lot of great lengths to push. And in this satchel, in this satchel, he finds a picture of his dad with Kurt Connors. Yeah. Which is why he's got to go and find Kurt Connors, right? But. You know, he's like, who is this? Who? He's like talking to Uncle Ben and Aunt, Aunt May. President Bartlett. Who is this with my daddy? Who is this man? With his daddy. He doesn't say that, but you might as well. It's like, who is this? Who is this? And it's like, your dad was all about responsibility. No way is he here? I'm going to go upstairs and cry. You know, so he goes upstairs and cries. And Uncle Ben goes up Makes there. Makes goes, goes up there. And it's, oh, and can I just say that we really didn't need to see Uncle Ben get killed again. Oh, he get killed, yeah. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> we know what happens. Ben fatigue. That's. I mean, that that really works against this film. Yeah, is the fact that you know what's coming. It's like it's like the end of Krypton. We're all sick of it by now. Yeah, yeah. You know. But anyway, Ben goes up there and like Aunt May's like, oh, I can't tell you. We can't. You know. You know. P- P- Peter, please. Whatever that usual shit. And he goes upstairs because he's all emo and shit. Yeah. And you know, Aunt May goes and goes off to make her meatloaf. 
there's a nice little joke in there about her meatloaf. Right. She and she and Martin Sheen have nice chemistry. I was uh, it's it's a shame that they killed off Uncle Ben because. Uh, Martin Sheen and Sally Field have nice chemistry. Mm-hmm. And spoiler. Martin Sheen goes up. <laughs> hey, here's a spoiler. You've already seen this movie. Okay. Um, and uh, and so Uncle Ben goes up there and is like, the man's name is Kurt Connors. Only only then does Super Genius decide to Google his dad. <laughs> Well, is it the first hit? <laughs> he he Goog- No, I mean he googles his dad and Kurt Connors. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing that pops up is this picture <laughs> of them shaking hands, and it's like he never did the Google image search. You never. You're you're one of the smartest kids ever, and you never thought to Google your dad to find out where the fuck he might be. He only recently learned how to type. <laughs> you know, he, you know, like and 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 you you could you could figure out like that maybe he googled his dad. But if he googled his dad, why is he like? Then where is he? Why does he keep asking where he likes? Like, so you get the impression that he's an idiot. I, that he's a fucking idiot, and I was just <laughs> giggling my ass off because it's like I kept. You're, now you Google this motherfucker yeah. because after that he uses Google all the time. It's bitten by spiders. He doesn't Google. Google, Google. He uses Bing. Yeah, there you go. Which apparently I saw a lot of people on tweets saying Twitter saying that like so this genius level intellect is using the one, the one thing that took me out of the one unrealistic thing in the Spider-Man movie that Peter Parker uses Bing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but and also like there's a lot of like tonal shifts that are weird. Like once Uncle Ben dies yeah. and he decides to become Spider-Man and the whole thing he's like he, he's his whole thing about becoming Spider-Man is looking for the the killer. Yeah. Um, but that's when smartass Spidey is introduced, and it's this really, really weird tonal shift of him being completely heartbroken that his other he's lost his. And then cracking wise, and then making wisecrack suddenly. You know, like that whole thing about you found my weakness knives. That's like very quick after Uncle Ben's death. Wow. And it's 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 like it's like you know like Risa Fans being like Kurt Connors being a really cool character until he injects himself and then he becomes like just stock cardboard cutout villain. Which is a pity. That's the whole point of those guys is that keep that. Yeah. No, I mean, they tried to keep it. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't help when he's spouting lines like humanity was dialing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and like, you know, and, and at the end, it does kind of come full circle a little bit. But by then, it's like, you know, you've, you know, you're just like naked lizard running around New York City for yeah. the last, tw- last half an hour. Um, How's the web swinging? The web swinging is cool. I mean, uh, the effects, uh, the swing, the, the Spider-Man swinging effects, again, and this is weird, like watching Sam Raimi's one as soon as I went home. It, Sam Raimi's one that looks really dated particularly the wall crawling yeah like uh, the, the effects are look pretty damn dated now huh. um, but the um, the wall crawling looks a lot cooler in this one and, this, and you know the spidey swinging was very cool and also knowing that quite a bit of it was practical yes uh, that also is pretty impressive hmm. um, the actual spidey view cam thing looks like a game oh they, they did that in the movie yeah like it's not, that wasn't just for the trailer I mean, they don't do it like it's not as long a shot as the, as it is in the the teaser, mm. uh, but they do they do use it. Oh yeah. no, and it does look like a game. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, but um, if you if you uh, have you know if you're familiar with the with the Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi's trilogy, and you've already and you haven't seen those on the big screen, then I highly recommend catching this on the big screen. But, also, happy eighth birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but. Um, it's you know like do you need to see this movie is it like essential viewing no it isn't no. you know you've seen this movie before but it is a good movie it's just uh, I mean like I, I I wouldn't pay to see this movie on the big screen because I just feel like I've already seen it and I have and right. there were many story and you know and it treads a lot of the same territory a lot of the same beats are there yeah so it's not like you don't know what happens and I okay like uh, ranking it ranking it among among the Spider-Man movies I would say that it's way better than three obviously 
cannot touch two, yeah. um, but gets pretty close to one. Huh. So it is a good movie, yeah. um, and it's got a lot, and it's got a lot of really cool bits. And of course, you know, I mean, they, Mark Webb does, ca- and you know, they do capture that excitement of having the, having those powers very well. I mean, you know, it is pretty rousing in places, like w- what he can do. Yeah, uh, and they explore that a little bit more than uh, with a little bit more seriousness than Raimi did. I mean. I think, like as you say, uh, what, we, what, what Sam Raimi did with Spider-Man was that he gave us Spider-Man the comic book movie. Mm. Mark, what Mark Webb has done, he's given us more Spider-Man the movie, oh, okay. if that makes any sense. Mm. So, right, yeah. Hopefully we'll go see it tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> I was busy. <laughs> so I didn't go to the cinema. So I bought Indie Game the movie via the PC. Like I could just download this movie off a game site. Cool. So, Indie Game the Movie, and it's essentially a documentary about a couple of video game makers who are in indie games. Indie games are very similar to indie movies. You know, someone has a particular vision and a lack of money, mm-hmm. and they put something together on a shoestring and they invest their all in it. Right. Um, so, this is following a group of guys. Jonathan Blow is a guy who released a game himself as well. I think it was himself the coding, and then someone else did the art. Just two or three guys worked on it, um, and he managed to get it onto Microsoft, onto Xbox. You just download straight on your Xbox. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to go to a store and like that. And that also helps. These are now, this is now a viable alternative to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Because unlike movies, where it's like it's got to be in a cinema really to be released, or you could, you could go the DVD route, but that kind of market kind of isn't great. Right. Yeah. Uh, with indie games, it's like if you can get these consoles, Xbox and PlayStation, all those and PCs. They have a constant stream there. All oh, right. So you don't have to go to a store. You can just download it anyway. Like, like things are going with maybe the Netflix and the Amazon kind of stuff, or the mm-hmm. video on demand. But games have had that for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of interviews with Jonathan Blow about what that meant for him because he wrote a game that was very much a game, but it's also a meta story about right. like it's Mario kind of running around things, but you can change time. All oh, right. Uh, you can reverse time a bit. But like at the end of each game, like Super Mario, at the end of each level, like Super Mario Brothers, is a little felt dinosaur comes out and tells you the princess is not in this castle and it's all actually a, a, a fable about his relationships over time and how much of an asshole he's been in the past apparently okay so he talks about that because he's had the success and he saw the reviews and things like that and everyone was like it was fantastically successful it sold thousands and mil- I think it sold millions of copies mm. and how disappointing and crushing for him it was that people didn't get what he was talking about Right. So it's a very much a cre- this is a very much a creative piece. He's kind of setting the kind of the, the so, framing. So it was like commercially it was very successful and everyone loved it. Critical, but, but, critical but, but, darling. But, but, but no one, nobody got what he was really trying to say. He was using it, and this is one of the things, themes of this movie. So this, 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 him is someone who's done this in the past. And they're following t- uh, three other guys, uh, Phil Fish, Ed McMillan, and Tommy Refens, who are... The three of them are well. Two of them are making the game together. One was making the game on his own. I'm not sure if you think other people. It, it can be a little clear where they're making it other people, mm-hmm. and it follows them. Checks in with them every swap and see how they're getting on. And there's lots of kind of '80s chiptune kind of NES kind of music going through it, which is on a lot of these kind of things these days. And it's getting a bit annoying because mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of these kind of things. But it follows them why they're doing this kind of thing, how it's affecting their lives, and you know. Phil Fish was making a game called Fez that he first showed in something like 2005, 2008. Mm-hmm. And it was winning awards for its art style because it's all kind of cubist. Yeah. And it's like a Super Mario game where you run left to right. Mm-hmm. But when you hit a button, the whole world rotates 90 degrees. Oh. So 
you know, each level is four almost in one. Mm-hmm. So you can see it from all angles, but it's not like a 3D game, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And it adds a whole little thing to it. Like, you know, if you, if it's 2D this way, mm-hmm. and there's a gap that's too large, if you twist it the other way, there might be something that you can hop on in between. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if, sorry, if, there's a, if you're here and here, if you switch the world sideways, mm-hmm. then they're closer, oh, and right. you can walk straight across. It's crazy. He remade this game like three or four times. Like, so it's following that of why he's doing that, the troubles they go through. These guys are living, they're, they're doing this eight hour. This is not something they're doing in their spare time. Mm-hmm. They have put their lives on the line for this. <laughs> um, there's one guy, Ed, Ed, Ed McMillan, was making Flash games, which are little kind of, you know, they're easy, not easy to cope with. You can put them up online pretty easily and people can get at them and you play it in your browser. Mm-hmm. And his were always weird. Like there's one with a cock firing spunk in the vagina face. And he's just a weird person. He's got like dotted line tattoos all over him. Mm-hmm. But he talked very eloquently about what he's trying to do and stuff. And they made a game called Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Yes, there's a boy made of meat, and his girlfriend is Bandage Girl, and they get she gets kidnapped by Doctor Fetus. <laughs> <laughs> and when you see this video, when you see the the, the ad, the, the the interstitials between the game, they're genius. And when you die, when you complete a level, all your previous lives are recorded and shown. Mm-hmm. So you can see Meat Boy running into that saw like 600 fucking times because it's a real old school 1980s hard as fucking nails. Like the controls are incredibly responsive, but also you have to be incredibly precise. Right. It's no shock to say that these two games are very well known. Um, Super Meat Boy came out because like, it's, it's Super Meat Boy is ridiculously marketable. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts, stickers, plush toys, you name it. People are making it and selling it before the game came out. It came out again. It made. At its first day, I think it sold more than 20,000 copies. Mm-hmm. And that's when, even with Microsoft forgetting to put it on the front, like, ad. Because their store is notoriously hard for finding stuff. If you imagine your DVD case, it was all just listed by letter. Mm-hmm. Finding should be hard. And Fez came out only this year. It only came out a couple months ago. So that's why this movie's been held on. Because right, 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 right. this guy never fucking finished his games. Like, yeah, I've done it three... I re-scrapped everything three <laughs> times. Or as I got better with this style of art, I redid all the art. Or he spends right, right, right. he spends days just saying, "Well, that block and that block don't look quite so nice together, so I'll just add a line in the middle to make it look like it's two blocks." <laughs> and there's also the thing with his partner that he started the game with. Um, these guys are young guys. Like he started the game with, left the company, and there's a whole thing about going to an expo where he's trying to drum up. You know, he hasn't shown the game in four years. So mm-hmm. People are like when the, his website. He said he's just uh, it's the litany of abuse. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is this game? Been waiting years for this. You know, he says like he wasn't expecting that. But there's a whole thing about, you know, there's a legal thing going on. And he's not, if he shows the game, he could be risking a lawsuit. And it's literally up to, like, you never know, it could be slightly. He has to show it at this thing because this is one of the biggest expos in the, you know, for video games. But he could get sued if he doesn't. And then the other guy, that he finds out that the guy, his, other, his old partner, is coming to that show as well with something else. And just to see a man freak out over this. So it's really, really good in that. You see that. It's heartwarming seeing somebody invest that much time and effort into something and actually getting it to pay off. I'm sure maybe there's three or four of the stories that were cut of guys who just died because they ran out of money. And like these guys got really bad. Like things got pretty bad for some of them. Wow. Um, but it's again, it's a, it's a. Uh, a sounds, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. If there was some flaws with it. It's that they they talk a lot about the art of creation and why they're doing it, but they don't really get. I would like there's more. They skip a lot. Yeah. You know, you don't get an idea of what the fuck they were doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yes, watching guys code is boring, but there could be some way of explaining what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't really do that much. So that, that was a bit of a, a bit annoying. But uh, yeah, well-made movie and a good, good, good documentary to watch. Oh, cool. I want to watch the next one I want to watch now is Being Elmo. 
Yeah, I've heard really good things about I've that. I've heard really good things about yeah, that. Yeah, I want to check that out. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's nice. It's cute. Um, finishing off with the uh, box office results from uh, Malaysia, number 10, Prometheus. Number 9, Snow White and the Huntsman. Number 8, Bait Gila. Number 7, Zaguni. Number 6, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Number 5, Painted Skin, The Resurrection. Is this this Chinese movie with all these crazy yeah. standees everywhere? Yeah, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that about? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, number four, Motorway. This looks like it's ripping off the poster for Hot Fuzz. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> number three, Mile Lambung. Number two, Brave. Number one, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You haven't seen that yet, no? I haven't seen that yet. It's bombing. Is it? It's. Bombing. I'm hearing very it's, it's bombing really bad. Between like, I don't know about, okay, it's, about I don't know about internationally, but in mm. in America, it's it's uh, bombing really bad. Oh, and, and speaking of America, number ten, people like us. Number nine, Snow White and the Huntsman. Number eight, Moonrise Kingdom. Number seven, Prometheus. Number six, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Here you go. Number five, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Number four, Tyler Perry's I Don't Give a Fuck. Tyler Perry, have you seen the trailer for the Alex, Alex Cross movie? No. Tyler Perry as Alex Cross. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> the tagline is, do not cross Alex Cross. Oh, no. <laughs> is it really him as Alex Cross? Yeah, yeah. With Matthew Fox as the villain. Wow. I know it's crazy. Oh, is that that one where Monty Fox is ridiculously ripped? Yeah, into yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It looks crazy. Number three, brave. See Tyler Perry holding a shotgun. <laughs> it's right up there with you know Tom Cruise saying, "You asked for this." Yeah, you know. Uh, number three, brave. Number two, Magic Mike. Number one, Ted, which is getting good reviews. Yep, which is sounds interesting. Yeah, and now Seth MacFarlane is also re- redoing Cosmos, the old Carl Sagan TV show. Oh, is he? Yeah, there's a shot on Wired of him in a space suit, miming being in space for some reason. Oh, I did not know about But he's doing with that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, other scientist, the guy who pointed out that the stars were incorrect in the Titanic, so James Cameron went in and changed them. That was the only thing he changed in the movie. So they would be right for that time of year at that mm. inclination. Right. Because he's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.